0: Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. Turn, to neighbor, say, neighbor, you ready for the good, the bad, and the ugly? Give them like an ugly look next to them. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly. Well, we're just talking about relationships. And uh, that's one of my favorite videos of all times, Christian the lion. I can't wait till I find a lion at a department store like those guys did and take him into my house and to my loft and cuddle with him and then go back to, isn't that awesome? I love that video. And uh, Whitney Houston's pretty amazing too. Amen. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 13, verse number one, I want to read from this. And, um, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to get into this. Uh, yeah. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, and not have, have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a prophetic power and understand all the mysteries and knowledge, and I have all faith, So as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, if I tithe a hundred percent, if I give all that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, and not have not love, I gain nothing. Because love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love sometimes bears things. Sometimes believes things. Every once in a while hopes things and endures at times. Now, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things, endures all things. Love is, love is powerful. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you right now for the love that we want to stir in this room. God, we want that kind of love. Lord, not many of us actually walk in that kind of love or have allowed that kind of love to be tested, God. But Lord, when it's tested, sometimes we want off the ship. We want off the boat, God. We want people to love us like that. But God, we have never loved like that, God. And I pray tonight you would stir up that kind of love in our heart, God. We would start the party in Jesus' name. If you want to start that party, come on, give him a shout of praise in this room. I love that. Love bears all things. We, we like to bear some things. As soon as it gets too much to bear. <laughs> you've said things. I've, you've said it. I've said it. You're just a lot to bear. Like that person is a big burden to bear. Like I don't know if I want to bear their them anymore. Like man, they are difficult. They are irritating. They are rough welcome to life welcome to the party welcome to the wilderness welcome to the place that we got to bring the open door of heaven again welcome to the reason why you have love in the first place because if you have this kind of love there is no barriers there is no walls that it cannot bear there is no no one too difficult to love there is no one too difficult for it to get to that it's the kind of love that we see in that video between beast and man a lot of times it's easier to see that than really to see love between man and man or woman and man or man and woman or however you want to put that triangle it's it's harder to really capture if that is possible with us it's easy to believe it for an animal even a a lion We, we can kind of say well yeah you know maybe it was that one lion that was just super lion and just really cool and uh, you know, it's an awesome story. I don't know if it's all the way true, but, you know, there are some elements that I think uh, are, could happen, and, and it's not that unbelievable, but, but what if we could have our love be like that? What if we could actually love each other to that degree? And, and I love that it's this, this lion that, that in, its, in its nature has no right loving a man, in its nature in fact, it's nature. Actually, the, the, the things that have been built down inside of it will actually make it an enemy of the man at some point, no matter how much it's, you know, I don't know if you've seen that, 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 that thing about the, the ape, uh, you know, that, that the lady brought the ape in her house. And, and then, uh, have you seen that? I'm not trying to make it funny because, because it is very sad because the lady, they have to blur out her face because it is so grotesque what the ape did to her face. On the show, they will blur out her face as she talks about she, the ape killed her friend and mauled her face, ate her face off, was eating her face. And she started out as a baby. She was feeding it. And pretty soon, the nature that was in the ape was, was at war with, with the woman. And, and this is what I believe with us. The reason why that's powerful is because it went against its nature. It went against the nature of the lion. To love was actually greater than the nature that was built down inside of it. And this is this is this goes against our nature, folks. This is it is our nature to be at war with each other. It is in our nature to hate each other. It is in it is not hard to to be angry or to be these things that it says love does not love. Does not envy It's not hard to envy. Envy is simply wanting other people's stuff. It's not hard to look at someone driving a new car and go, man, I got my Prius and, and it's dirty right now. Everybody have a nice car and it's dirty and it just feels like a piece of crap? Uh, you know, uh, man, it's not hard to look at that person with, with their relationship that's so shiny and the house they live in that's so awesome or the boss they have that's so convenient or the looks they're wearing. Wow, that person looks good. It's not, it's not hard. To be envious of someone else. That, that's easy. That's in our nature to want what they want. It is difficult to be countercultural of the things that were put inside of us from birth that God says, I want to transform the very way you do things. I want it to be counter. You see, that's, those are the things that are going to shock people. That when we watch that line, we're like, dude, if I could just have that kind of love with the lion, that's awesome. What would I give to have that kind of relationship with someone I shouldn't have relationship with? And that is exactly what's going to happen with this world. When they begin to see us loving each other in faith, Jesus said this. They will know my disciples by your preaching. They will know you're you're my disciples by your great worship CDs. They will know you're my disciples because you're rolling deep. No, they will know you're my disciples by your love. Why? Because this kind of love is countercultural of who you are. It's, it's, it's not in your instincts. It's not, it's not going to happen easily. You, it's not going to just happen because it, it is. It is. No, it's, it's what God puts in you wow. that can't be contained, yeah. that can't be muffled. Yeah. On, How do I know if I have this kind of love? It's yeah, yeah. a good question. Glad you asked it. See, I think I think a lot of times we want others to love us like this, but God's not going to allow someone else to love you more than He gets to love you. John, First John, chapter four, nineteen says this: "We love because He first loved us." So, if you have not the ability to love others, God's not gonna get you there by letting others love you first. Because we are hungry for love. Look, watch. It's against God's nature, it's against who God is for Him to love a sinful person, it is against His holiness. For him to wrap his arms and around me and call me son. In fact, the Bible says that our righteousness, if you think you earned a right place in God's house just because of what you did or you were a good person, great, awesome. The Bible says your righteousness is as filthy rags. I don't even want to get into the depth of what that meant. God said your righteousness, when you come and say this is my right, this is my earning, this is why you should love me. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. In comparison to my righteousness. I love you because of who I am, not because of who you are. Until you can get that, it will be impossible for you to love others. The Bible says this, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and love others as you love yourself. It will be impossible for you to love others if you don't love yourself it will be impossible for you to love yourself if you don't know how much he loves you. Does yeah. wow. this make sense? Yeah, that's good. That's good. So how do I get to this place where love bears all things? Love believes all things. Love hopes all things and endures all things. Because wow. ultimately, every one of us in this room, there's not one person in this room is like, man, I just don't want to love people. But have you ever fell short of love for people? I have. I'm a pastor. I'm, so, I'm just <laughs> confessions. Just uh, can we just be real? Yeah. But I've found that God has never fell short. Wow. So good. Come on. The moment I'm tapped out, I have to tap in. Yeah, the good. moment I'm like, dude, this guy's crazy. You are wearing me out. Wow. You are difficult to love because all I feel from you is hate. Wow. Which I don't need to point that out because that's just normal. That's just human nature. Of course, the lion wants to eat me. Of course, the lion wants to destroy. It's in his it's built into the fabric of us as sinners. But God comes in and says, when you receive my love, you open up a whole new you that is able to transcend your very nature and you take on the nature of God. God, God put Jesus in the way. So his his nature could take its violence out on Jesus. This is why Jesus on the cross said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Meaning he felt the full wrath of the lion on himself. Jesus was dealt the blows that should have came to us. So God said, I already took out all my wrath On Jesus so that now I can love you freely. Even though we don't deserve it because he paid the price so we could receive it. I want to read you more about this because love is just so powerful. Uh, That verse about being my disciples, John chapter 13, 35. All people will know you're my disciples if you love The people outside this room? No, it's not talking to them. This is what will mess you up because many people in this room will say, man, I love people. I just don't love the church. Well, maybe that's why the people you're trying to love still can't see the disciple in you. Because the Bible says all people will know you're my disciple if you love who? One another. Who is the one another? another. (laughs) Each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe going to Bible college isn't the first step. Wow. Wow. Maybe joining a discipleship group isn't the first step. Maybe those people are like, man, I just need discipleship. I hate this church. <laughs> no, you just need to love the church you're in and God will disciple you through that. Wow. Not by doctrines, not by dress codes, not by the giving of your money, not by singing, not by how many churches we started. By our love for each other. First John four, seven through eight says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who has been born of God and knows God, whoever does not love, does not know God because God is love. Let's read a few others. Uh. How many of you guys want friends? You want relationships? You want deep relationships? I want to I read you this because many of us, um, we go through our whole life. Um, oh, let me read a few more. These, these are good. Um, I'm just seeing more. 1 John three fourteen says, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. So who, who are we supposed to love again? Each other. Okay. So, so this is... This is something that I've really shifted in my preaching and just how I see things is a long time ago, I used to preach to you to go get them. Go get them, go get them, go get them, go bring them to church. You got to we got to win souls. We got to. But instead of doing that, I'm just going to love you relentlessly. And I don't even have to tell you to go get people because the love you're going to experience is going to be so pure and so real and so raw that you're going to everyone you find. You're going to be like, you got to come to this place because it's a place of love. Right. So so because we love bro- our brothers, whoever does not love abides in death. Wow. Jeremiah 31, three says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. So just let me let you know, this love does not grow cold or wear out. So good. If, if anything's hindering the relationship between you and God, it's not God. You're like, man, God's mad at me. No, he's not mad at you. You just think he is. It's pretty impossible to get close to someone you think's mad at you. You ever had someone in life you just thought they were just mad at you? I mean, whenever I think my wife's mad at me, we are not making love that night. We're not making out. not kissing her. It's just not happening. Why? Because you're mad at me, so I'm trying to deal with you being mad. It's impossible to be intimate with someone you think is mad at you. If you think God is mad at you, it will be impossible for you to be intimate with God. Isn't that the greatest scheme of the enemy? If all I got to do to get you to stop being close to God is to get you to believe that God is mad at you, even when he has an everlasting love. If it's everlasting, how did it wear out? If it's everlasting, oh, it, it, it handled your sins at the beginning, but now your sins are too big. Like what, like, what is the number of times you did the deed that all of a sudden it became too much for his everlasting love? Wow, that's good. So if you're believing that, you, you're you believing a lie. Wow. And that lie is giving you a new reality. Wow. And God brought me here to serve notice on that lie wow. that he has an everlasting love for you. Wow. And this in case you're confused, it says then a love that will last forever. Woo. What is an everlasting? A love that will last forever. That's what it is. Romans 5.10 says while we were enemies with God he made friends with us isn't that awesome that God actually wants to make friends with you he he doesn't want to just have you be a son he wants to be your friend or daughter he wants to be your friend now that's awesome I mean when you become friends with God you can actually talk back to him in in a healthy way yeah Moses had that kind of the Bible says that Moses was a friend of God Have you ever read about how Moses talks to God? It's like, dude, if you say that kind of stuff, God's going to strike someone with lightning bolts up your booty. I mean, that's, do not talk to God that way. He doesn't talk to him like a God. He doesn't talk to him like someone distant. Oh, how am I going to, no, no, he's like, God, there's no way. Like, God's like, I'm going to kill these people. And he's like, no, God, why would you kill these people? Well, you would ruin your, he starts to, you know why God would lead him that way? Because God wanted him to be able to have the conversation with him. Look, now that I'm an adult, me and my dad have different conversations than we did when I was five. As you begin to mature, you start realizing God doesn't want you just to be a son. Okay, so most people we're just trying to get you to go from not being a slave anymore, not be an orphan. Finally, when he would get you out of that and you're a son, now we could go. No, God doesn't just want son or daughtership, He wants to be your friend. Wow, that's so good. Wow, that's kind of awesome. He wants to be your best friend. While we were enemies, he came and made friends with us. Through the death of his son, surely we know that we are his friends and he will save us through his son's life. These are powerful verses. I hope you're writing these down. Amen. Praise God. It's your Bible study for the week. 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10 says this, Above all, love each other shallowly. No. Love each other which way? Deeply. deeply. <laughs> Tell you've been wounded deeply, maybe you haven't loved deeply. Has anybody been wounded deeply? I've been wounded deeply, man. I thought, I thought fathers wounded you deeply until I learned how bad sons could wound you. Wow. I've been wounded deeply, but until I've been wounded deeply, I, I can't, haven't been able to realize how deeply I loved. Unless, unless I've been wounded deeply, I, 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 I would not have known that I loved that deeply. God, God has called us to love each other deeply to the place where we're vulnerable Now, that kind of freaks some people out because I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Well, then you're not ready to walk with God. This is not, God not, uh, God is not asking you if this is a cool idea or if you think this will work. He doesn't need to ask us that. He, he's commanding us to love. He said the greatest commandment of all, love your God with all your heart. Love your, love your brother as you love yourself. These are what, this is what the, all the Bible's made up of. We're wasting our time if we don't want to step out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Love each other deeply. And here's how you can do it. Because love has got you covered. Love, love, love will protect you as well as give out through you. Also, love will guard your heart as it pours out because love covers a multitude of sins. We know that God's not worried about our sin, but you're worried about each other's sin. God's not intimidated by ours that we're sinners. God's not nervous. He's not in heaven like, I don't know if I can love them. They're really bad sinners. They're really messed up. They might cut me. They might wound me. They might hurt me. They might manipulate me. They might. No, no, God's not concerned about that. We're concerned about that. But God's trying to tell us, don't worry about it. My love is armor. That's why God's not worried about it because he knows the kind of armor he's wearing. They ripped his beard out, folks. They spit in his face. They, they ripped his, his back, his flesh off. They tied him up. These are the people he designed. These are the people that he knew. <laughs> Come on. Come on, he says that every hair on your head is counted. It's numbered. Not counted, I'm sorry. It's not counted. It's numbered. He's numbered every single hair. It's like number 2,000. 5,100. Some of you got number one. That's all you got left. Right? They're n- numbered. Every hair on your head is numbered. He has so many thoughts of you. He said, look at, look at the grain on grains of sand. That's my thoughts. I don't have that many thoughts about anything. And I have a lot of thoughts. God's like, I love you my love I'm not not worried about you because my love is armor you can't penetrate this the best part is God gives us that love look our love's gonna run out like like we're not gonna make it yeah that's normal but but we are not called to be normal we we are paranormal right we are supernatural like we are unearthly we are aliens and strangers of this place we we have a love that doesn't expire doesn't run out that it endures all things it bears all things it hopes all things or are we just playing games we just playing church and many of us are just sitting waiting for others to love us like that you're missing the order god's power is enough in you for you to love like him when did he call us friends when we were enemies? When did he love us when we were at war with him? That's the kind of love that Jesus has. So the next time we say, "I would love them if they love me," you're not talking about the right kind of love, because the kind of love we're talking about doesn't start with the world, it starts with this room. It starts with our brothers. Because it's easy to love the world because there's no expectation of people in the world because they are still in their sin nature. So any good things you get, you're like, wow, that was awesome. But the moment someone in this place steps back into their sin nature and misloves you or hurts you or wounds you, all of a sudden we're throwing our hands up and we want off the ship. But God put you in the ship with the same power that he put in himself. To love others relentlessly, wildly. What if we wanted to have that depth of relationship? What would we have to do to really get to the place where we could love people to the point where we could actually call them friends? And beyond that, call them family. The only way we'll do it is if we live out Ecclesiastes 4 says this, two are better than one because they have a good return on their work. If one of them falls down, his friends can help him up. And I, I hear Mr. T on this part, but pity the fool. <laughs> pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. You know what's crazy is that God doesn't say, pity the fool who doesn't have God to help him up. Many times we want God to pick us up. But God's like, I I actually did it a little different. I want you to pick each other up. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. This is actually a military setup. You Picture that, you know? Back to back. They're fighting back to back. Their back is covered. Though one may be overpowered, By the hate of this world and the hate in people and the nature of people, too, are better than one. In fact, the shield of the Roman soldier had had hooks on the sides of it. The Bible calls the shield of the Roman soldier, the shield of faith. The hooks were there that when you got close enough to another soldier, you would hook your shield in with his. The shields would be hooked on top and together. They called it like the tortoise. Because they moved with their faith together. Look, we got we got to do this life together. You can live it alone, but sooner or later the darts are coming from the left or the right or from behind you, and God doesn't give you any back plates. There is no butt plate of salvation. <laughs> it's just not there. I don't I don't see it. I mean, it might be in your Bible. I got my butt plate on. I don't know there's no back equipment. God left you open the back because we're supposed to cover each other's back. Then he says, the whole time he's talking about two, 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 two. There are two people. Two people are better than one. If one falls down, the other picks them up. Then all of a sudden, something happens with his number system. And he says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. When I first read that, I fell back. I threw my hands up. I said, God, why you got to mess up the numbers? I was doing two, 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 two. I was like, wherever there are two or more gathered together in my name, I am there with them. And all of a sudden, I started realizing that that was the cord of three strands. That we will not make it in our relationships with each other. If not only are we entwined with each other, but in that intertwinement from the beginning to the end, we add Jesus into the picture every decision every thought every hangout every look people get confused while they have bad relationships and 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 halfway through their relationship they make decisions that they say Jesus we're good with you intertwining in our church moments but while we're doing this we kind of got to leave you out of this part of our relationship because I don't know if you would approve of this area I don't know if you'd approve of this part of our marriage approve of this part of our our business i don't know if you'd approve of how i kind of do this over here so i'm going to leave you out and as soon as you leave him untwined i don't know if you've ever tied used a string but and if you've only done two there's a girl in this room and you could testify about giving uh, doing pigtails in your hair or, or even or even my brother back here with the long hair uh you know logan if you just put two together like that it comes untangled It gets more tangled. It comes undone. But the moment you add that third strand in, something pulls the other two together. If relationships have been falling apart, I wonder if it's because we left Jesus out of the picture. Look, I love you. You love me. But guys, to make it through this, we're going to need Jesus to help us walk through this every moment, every hour, every this is what I call love right here this is, this is the picture, I've done this two weeks in a row I'm going to do it again this is how me and my wife started our relationship in marriage I would pour into her and she would be waiting I'd be waiting for her to pour back into me you look pretty today and really what I'm saying is I want you to make sure you let me know that I look good today too if she doesn't say it, I feel kind of rejected I feel kind of hurt I feel kind of wounded well I'm looking good too My wife would do it through things like this. She cooked me an amazing dinner. It was awesome. Praise God for that jambalaya. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on, that was awesome. And then she spent. She's on the couch, kicking up her feet. Here I am. Fool. it's all get out. We're hanging out together. My wife looks over at me and she goes, my mouth's kind of dry. I feel kind of dry I'm, I'm a little bit tired from all the cooking that that we did earlier i mean cooking for you and the kids and oh man i could really use a cup of water right now when we were young in marriage i wouldn't get the hint i just kind of keep sitting on the couch fat and watching tv and enjoy man man well hey i would say things like the fridge is right there we have great ice cold water you just get up and get some. finally I caught if I was going to love her back I was going to have to pour in and the little moments of pouring in then I'd get her filled up and then and this is what we did for years until we realized that's actually not love because that's just two strands pouring back into each other back and forth but if we're going to get the third strand and they're the holy ghost love looks more like this going to plug into the source I cannot I cannot pour out into you I know you want me to I know I look like a great hose and here I am just awesome and and I have the ability and the potential and 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 I and I have the desire but until I plug this in you know only 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 a foolish person would would go out to their lawn without it plugged in and just hope okay I'm going to live off of what used to be here I'm going to live off of the last time I was plugged in I hope you get watered out there because man it's really dry man I just and pretty soon we're doing this so long and we feel burned out you ever hear Christians go man I'm just burned out on loving people what do they say oh the love I had only endured so long it only hoped to this point it only believed for perfect people No, no, you believe the lie that the love was in you. No, that's what love in you looks like. It looks like lust. It looks like you give me and I'll give you. You know what this is no different from? The guy that sits in the back seat of the car with his girlfriend at the high school prom and says, if you really love me, you would do this with me right now. looks no different than that because it's backwash love. It's if you give me, I'll give you. If you really loved me, you would give me... No, no. The, the, the truth is, is the only love that actually lasts a lifetime is the love that comes from God. And the only way we're going to have that over a lifetime for each other... Look, this kind of love, this hose is not complaining about the dry patch. It's not worried about the dry patch. It's not worried about anything pouring back into it. It's not, it's not living its life off of If people love me, then... Give it to you. No, it's like no. I got enough. I got. I got. I got more. We're not in a drought. Heaven's not in a drought. They're not worried about the water. They're not worried. God. God is not. God is not in love deficit. He's not dry on love. He doesn't have some love. He doesn't. So he says, plug into me. When you plug into me, I will pour through you an unlimited, uncontained, uncontrolled supply that. No person is too dry. No brother is too far away. Nope. I want to show you this last thing. Would you stand to your feet? I want to show you this last thing. This, this blew me away. Um, and I hope I can find it. Please, Lord, let me find it. There it is. Proverbs 27, six. No, not 27.6. We're not going to do that. Proverbs, right here. 18.24. 18.24. Look at this. Look at this. 18.24. One who has, wait, no, that's not 1824. Is that right? 1824. Is that, is that right? Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Keep it up there. A man who has friends must himself be ugly. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. And then it says, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now watch this. A man who has friends. You know what I used to always think that said, Solomon? I used to always think in order to have friends, you must be friendly. But that's not what it says. This picture is not about a man who doesn't have any friends. It's a picture of a man who doesn't know that the friends are there. A man who has friends. Look, this is what God said. I've already given you friends. I've given you people in your circle. But in order to make them deeper friends that stick closer than a brother. You're gonna have to be friendly. I've put people in your life that are potential relationships that could be as deep as this lion that they found in a department store. This is the picture. They kept walking past this line. They go, man, there's just something about that line. We we want to start relationship with that line. In order to bring that lion into their house, it, it, it was it was not easy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, how much did it cost to buy the line and then to it, it put them out? They had to feed the lion. They had to take care of it. They had to find some pastor that would open his field and say, hey, you can bring the lion. To have that kind of relationship, God's saying there are already friends in your life that are right around you. They may not look like friends, they may not sound like friends, but in order for them to become the friends that you're looking for, you actually have to open your heart and be the friend you want them to be, and then you will have a friend that sticks closer. We we say this all the time, hey, we're not friends here at Fearless, we're family, but this verse is saying there's actually friendships that are closer than blood. Some of us, some of us would call our friends before we would call our family. We got hurt or in the hospital. This is the kind of relation, this level of depth relationship God already has around you. All you have to do is open your eyes and start being the friend that you want them to be. How do I do that? I can only do it by getting tougher skin, isolating myself, hoping someone pours into me. I can only do it by giving everybody a little bit and hopefully they get it. Buying them a gift and hopefully they get me a gift for my birthday. No, no. I can only do it by first becoming a friend of God, getting plugged into him, saying, God, okay. You know what God's saying? He's saying, look, I put soil around you. All you got to do is water it. I put seeds in the soil. All you got to do is cultivate them. But then we look over and go man the grass is greener over there i want off of this barren land and i want to be in this group of grass friends over here do you know that the grass is not greener because it's on the other side of the fence you know why it's green because someone watered it someone got with the dirt and they started watering if you see great friendships know that there was time invested there There was an open heart invested there there was walls that were broken down there there was wounds and they said god you got to heal these wounds because i don't want to i don't know look the real issue is not that there's not friends the real issue is that we haven't opened our heart again because we were so hurt and so wounded the real issue is the only way to step out into that is if we get plugged into him and we understand his love is not a limited supply it is a unlimited uncontrolled unrestrained and look People get in the way and they try to to block it. What's it going to do? It's going to shoot further. You try to kick this thing, it's going to get out of control when the water starts coming through. This is the kind of love that God wants us to have for each other. But it doesn't start with each other. It starts with Him. It starts with letting Him love us. Unless you know you're loved, it is impossible to love others. Because you will never love yourself. God, we just lift up our hands right now. and We ask that, Lord, you would heal our wounds. You would heal our hurts. Lord, we ask, God, that there would be a... Lord, I pray you would just crush selfishness in this room. Lord, saying, I'm just going to live my life for me, me, myself, and I. God, that, that is the antithesis to friendship. God, I pray we would open our lives... Lord, we'd be inconvenienced by each other. Our love would be tested with each other. And God, that your love flowing through us would be great enough for any dry place, any broken place, any hurting place. And Lord, I pray we would cultivate the relationships you've put in our life. God, you would open our eyes. I just want to say this word over you. Moses, I've put something in your hands. David, I put rocks in your hands to kill giants fearless I put friends in your hands you just have to water them you just have to open your heart to them miracles will come through the people in your life miracles will come through the relationships around you I dare you to invest in somebody I dare you to pour out into somebody I dare you to believe the best is yet to come I dare you to believe the past is behind you I dare you to believe that How the people treated you in the past is not going to be how it happens in the future. God, we step out into our future. We step out into our destiny. And God, we start loving each other. God, we don't need one more discipleship program. God, the only program we need is that you douse us with love and that your love is so violently taking over our life that it cannot be stopped, cannot be contained. God, we're not here to prophesy one more prophecy. We're not here to preach one more sermon. Father, I pray your love would run through our veins till it takes over our life and controls every area. Pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out. out. Uncontained, uncontrolled, unrestrained. Come on, say Jesus. Pour out through me. Say, Jesus, I make a commitment to you. You're the third strand. I want you to be in every conversation. I want you to be in every thought, in every relationship. Hold all my friendships together. God, I don't want just acquaintances. I want deep, powerful friendships. Friendships that go even beyond family God help me to invest in the relationships around me teach me how to love how they need to be loved teach me how to walk in your grace teach me how to believe all things teach me how to bear all things teach me how to hope all things and teach me how to endure all things God let your love be my armor in Jesus name amen amen come on do you believe that today I want you to grab hands with your neighbors across the aisle what a great What a great service we've had, huh? Anybody learn anything? Two of you, good. Anybody learn anything? Praise God, come on, come on. Like, what are you gonna do with it? I want you to think of that, you don't have the answer, but what are you gonna do with this? Today at the end of that video, it said go get in touch with someone who you lost touch with. I want you to do that, that number one, but I want you also to find someone that is in this brotherhood, sisterhood, someone that's in this family, and I want you to begin to say, God, I want to water the dirt in their life. I want, you to, I want you to become like crazy people. I want people to look at you and go, why are you watering that? That's just like pointless. And you're like, dude, I'm watering the dirt. Because I believe that God put deep seeds under this dirt. I trust him that he put people around me that are going to grow, that are going to sprout. And these are going to be deep relationships. I'm going to start investing. Maybe you're thinking of two or three people. Maybe, maybe you can't think of anyone. Maybe you need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me what's in my hands. Now, here's what I would tell you. As you're holding hands, you can unhold hands just for a second. Here's what I would tell you. Now, these people may not, look, when Moses, I'm sure Moses, when God said, what's in your hand, I'm sure Moses would have loved a sword that split seas. I mean, that just would look cooler, like Conan, the barbarian. I mean, just He-Man, you know, but God gave him a staff. But now we love that it was a staff because it was powerful, what he did with it. Yeah. I bet David would have loved something more powerful than rocks, but that was what was in his hand. Here's what I want to encourage you. Don't look at the size or the weight or the smallness or the, or the minusculeness of what's in your hands. Maybe you're in this room and it's just a younger person in your hands. Maybe you're Chrissy and it's like, man, maybe Alyssa Rose is a person in your hands. And you might look at that and go, man, it's just Alyssa Rose. I want someone my age. And I want to encourage you. That some of the greatest friendships I've had were with people that that I'm like, well, I didn't think it would be like that but cool, that's awesome praise God, some of of the best relationships were someone that was younger than me that God was doing something to them and then they had something to bring to my life in fact, when I was in college I almost committed suicide I got to a place, really low place in Bible college, I almost committed suicide I figured out in my room how I was going to take my life and my best friend who was 10 years younger than me stop me in the middle of it. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have kids. I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't be your pastor. Someone was 10 years younger than me because I invested in him as a young man, and and, and it started out as a son-type relationship, but that sonship became a friendship. Thank God for friends like that. Thank God he showed me to invest in people that just didn't make sense at first. Maybe there's someone in your life that doesn't, they don't look anything like you. They They're totally different than you. It's like, Here's my hand and here's my arm. That's how much different you are. But thank God my hand and arm have gotten together. They form a great connection. They work good together. Their their differences actually complement each other. There's people that are different than you. Man, embrace that. Who cares? Maybe a different culture, different race, different age, different social economic status. If you're in this room and you're like, man, I can only be friends with the same social economic status as me, that's silly. Like maybe there's a homeless person that comes in this room and God wants you to develop a deep relationship with them. They're not going to be homeless for the rest of their life, but they need you in their life to believe in them and to water that dirt. Or maybe there's someone that's more wealthy than you and you feel intimidated by them. And God says, no, I want to build a deep relationship with you and that person. I dare you to open up your heart and stop putting barriers and bonds on what God wants to do and start watering your dirt. So people look at your dirt one day and say, man, I wish I could have grass like that. I wish I could have have a a flourishing flower I wish I could have a flourishing fruit like that you say man you can all you got to do is plug into God and start watering the things around you and God's going to do the incredible the supernatural do you believe it amen amen well the last thing I want to do would you grab hands again if you're in this room under the sound of my voice and you feel dead on the inside simply means you've been disconnected You you, you were built for something to contain his love, but you've been disconnected from that, from sin. And from the fall of Adam, we are all sinners saved by grace. The only way you can have life running through you again is to get connected with God, his free gift of love that wants to run through your life. When I was 19 years old, I prayed this prayer. I'd been to church my whole life. I played the drums. I could have all the accolades of how I was righteous, but I wasn't right in relationship with him. relationship with life. and Tonight, we want to offer you that life. We want to offer you the opportunity to get plugged into Him. How do I do that? The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes all over this room? If you're in this room under the sound of my voice and you feel disconnected from God, you don't have life running in you and you want that, I want you to squeeze your neighbor's hand. Ready? One, two, three. Your neighbor squeeze your hand on the count of three I want you to lift it up ready one two three hands are going up all over this room you say man I feel disconnected I feel disconnected from God I'm ready to get plugged in if you're by someone with their hand lifted would you just put your hand on their shoulder let them know you're here for them come on right there we got pastors coming to you all over praise God come on tonight is your night tonight is your night would you say this with me dear Jesus tonight I'm ready to get plugged into life no more running trying to figure it out on my own I'm ready to put my life my purpose my destiny connected to you flow through my life that new love that new life forgive me of my sins and tonight I forgive those that have sinned against me give me that armor of love to love like you love, to walk like you walk, and to believe like you believe. Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Come on, can we give God big shout praise in this house? Hey! Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit FearlessLA.com slash FearlessTV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.